Welcome to Freedom Friday. Mark Danolo here, Art School MBA and CEO of Sales Globe. And it's that day of the week when we take a fresh look at creative, data-driven problem solving. We've been talking about ROSI, return on sales investment. And now we're going to look at some levers to increase your ROSI. And I want to take a look at the lever of understanding how your company grew and using that as a foundation for increasing your sales capacity and increasing your return on sales investment. And it's funny, this reminds me of a story. It's a revealing and somewhat humorous story in a, in a dark way. And, and this is a client project we were doing. We were in Europe working with a manufacturing company. It was like the big fish eating the little fish and the even bigger fish eating the big fish. And, and it was late in the United States, but it was really early morning in France. And we had no idea what time it was. So we were kind of all out of kilter because of the jet lag. And our consulting team had been crunching numbers around goals and looking at territory scenarios for most of the night after we had an all-day meeting with the client. And at that meeting, the theater managers from the Americas and Europe and the Middle East and Africa and Asia Pacific, they had reviewed and questioned the bottom-up quota estimates from the geographic managers from each theater. So we facilitated the sessions and we provided guidance and data while the theater managers proceeded to tear apart the geographic managers piece by piece. After each geographic manager's presentation, if their bottom-up plan came up short of the theater manager's top-down goal, and all of them did, the interrogation would start. And the theater managers picked through every rep and every assumption in the plan, looking for the whys that explain the plans and the hows of fixing the plan to meet the goal that they wanted. And the activity got so frenetic, by the end of the day, the conference room it had the aroma of a high school locker room. So on day two, we were just still exhausted from day one. We got off the elevator, we came into the conference room, and immediately we saw the why the theater managers were so ruthlessly berating their their direct reports the day before. It was the final round of top-down, bottom-up quota reconciliation with the global chief sales officer. So we had the theater managers here to present and defend their case for the goal that they had their geographic manager reports sign up for the day before. And their global chief sales officer, Dietmar, arrived loaded for bear. And so each of these sessions that they would start began with a theater manager presenting a plan. And Dietmar, the global leader, would listen politely for about five minutes. And at minute six, with German precision, he would start in on the manager. He had clearly prepared for each session, and he knew the information about each market. And his approach, it might have been a technique to get in a few punches early and throw off the manager to kind of expose some vulnerability, and he would try to find additional quota opportunity. So after all, Dietmar knew he'd have to take the plan to his boss, so he's going to be tough about it. Or it may have been that Dietmar just wasn't a happy person, but once the niceties were over and the rumble reached a certain level of intensity, it was clear that he was going to get his number and he was going to get his return on sales investment. It was just a matter of how Dietmar was going to get it. But after so much darkness, I sensed some light in the process. Rather than a cram down of the goal that would end up with each manager having to accept an impossible number under pressure, it appeared the theater managers knew how to play the game. Session after session, Dietmar would go for the pressure point, and each manager would break into a bargaining role about what, what it would take to get Dietmar the goal he wanted. And the bargaining was about what we're talking about here. It was about 
sales capacity. It was the people and the resources it was going to take to get to the goal. And at the end of the sessions, Deepmar had the number he wanted. He had his planned Rosie, his return on sales investment. And he also had a bill for the cost of additional resources in order to get that number. The negotiation was done. And the theater managers walked away with a shopping list of who they could hire and the funds they could use to get to their quotas. So that evening, after the hostilities, we joined the team for a full dinner at a classic French-style country restaurant, and we all enjoyed a great meal, and we told stories, and we interacted like great friends. And I thought, wow, it takes a special culture with a strong constitution to set quotas that way. If that's how they work together, imagine what they're going to do to their competitors. So not every sales organization has the big fish eats little fish culture or the fortitude to somebody like Deepmar to set quotas in that way or to push for sales capacity that way. But this one succeeded by taking a deep dive into what the sales force was capable of contributing. And sales capacity, it's often overlooked as a key to increasing return on sales investment by increasing productivity. So in the spirit of increasing return on sales investment and productivity, let's take a look at one component of sales capacity, which is understanding how we grow. It's important to understand that sales capacity provides access to market opportunity. So you've got big, two big determinants that are balancing each other. You've got market opportunity, which is what's available in our addressable market. You have sales capacity. So if you're only looking at market opportunity, but not sales capacity, you're only seeing half the equation. Although looking at hitting your goals with market opportunity alone is so looking at hitting your goals with market opportunity alone is better than just looking at history. It can leave us without understanding of whether or not the organization can win more than its fair share of the market. And if so, how can they do that? So sales capacity changes the conversation around improving return on sales investment from our team can't get to these goals or get to this low level of productivity to here's how our team can get to these goals and this level of productivity. So at its essence, sales capacity is the ability of the organization to create revenue to attain its goals. And that revenue can come through only three sources, customer revenue retention, customer revenue penetration, which is how we grow our current customers more, and new customer revenue acquisition. So I want to take a look at each one of these because that's going to be foundational for how we look at increasing capacity that's going to increase our return on sales investment. Customer revenue retention is simply about protecting our current customer revenue. It's holding on to what we already have. And it's impossible to retain more than what you currently have. So customer revenue retention from year one to year two can only reach a maximum of 100%, right? So you can only keep what you have. So it sounds pretty basic. But keep in mind, the average company retains only about 82% of its current customer revenue each year. So to grow by 15%, for example, a company with 18% churn, meaning they're only keeping 82% of what they have, has to grow about 40% to make up for that churn. So that's pretty big in terms of a jump. It may not be the glamorous side of selling, but retaining revenue is playing good defense and it can win the game for your organization. So that is the most important thing to start with is how do we hold on to what we currently have? Let's pause right here and we'll pick up in the next episode on understanding how you grew. So try these ideas and you're free to Friday and every day.